Welcome back to the Casual Anime Podcast. A day late and a dollar short, just as usual. And uh, back to Ghibli too, I guess. In spirited away. Uh, I think what many would consider to be Hayao Miyazaki's greatest film, and although I certainly don't disagree that this is a perfectly valid opinion, I think there's at least two other films out there that I could argue the case for. What do you think, Karsten? Yeah, of course. Uh, I don't know in the Ghibli scale uh, what uh, where I would rank this. Uh, it probably would be top three for me. Uh, Probably because I've seen it so late, or maybe I'm too old for the uh, for the film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're certainly not the target demographic, but I mean, Spirited Away is a legendary, but even by Western standards and metrics, and uh, I think that's like. Uh, we're not here to regurgitate all the usual ho Hollywood narrative. It's like. Uh, Highly decorated, won Oscars, yada yada, that's not really important. Highest grossing anime movie until Shinkai is your name. And like all those usual talking points that come out of Hollywood. It's like uh, they barely even acknowledge that anime exists outside Studio Ghibli. So, I mean, there's no point listening to them. But uh, we're not here to argue about the facts either. Because, I mean, no one's going to take away the enormous success this movie has. Which is, uh, yeah, very surprising given... The, the demographic is uh, like uh, probably like uh, I would say eight to thirteen year old girls. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's I think it's pretty scary though to be shown to eight to thirteen year old girls. Well, uh, I actually intended to show this to my daughter, uh, but uh, yeah, a couple of years too um, too early because I. Uh, just seen it and uh, yeah, a little too much uh, blood, uh, scary monsters and yeah, but there, strange things. What is strange about this is that there actually isn't any like actual evil force in this film. I mean, everyone is like uh, quite benign actually when you come to the root of it. It's just like just the framing and the music make people a lot more intimidating at first glance than you would actually or that you're first led to believe i guess yeah i don't i don't know i think eating a frog and uh, a couple of people uh, seems kind of evil yeah sure but he's like That's... uh he's basically <laughs> just going with the vibe of the place like uh yeah the gluttonous greed that has engulfed this uh bathhouse uh but anyway i i mean I guess Spirited Away is, has a, had a wider appeal than Miyazaki anticipated, and he did also in an interview state that, well, yeah, Shihiro would be the target demographic. And that, just as an aside, I think, like, uh, there is a general problem with quotes like this, though, because you don't really know what you can trust, and there's a lot of hearsay when it comes to quotes from anime directors and people in the industry. It's like... Uh, even like the very famous quotes that is uh, attributed to him that anime was a mistake. <laughs> I don't think that even ever happened. I think it was just like an interpretation of a remark he made regarding the state of the industry and the people working in it is like, 
oh my god, there's only otaku in this in industry and they're making anime for otaku and it's like a, <laughs> a, a terrible state of things. But anyway, it's like a, that was just an aside. It's not uh, it's not really important. It's just that we're basically at the mercy of uh, people willing to translate these interviews for us. Yeah, I love that meme, uh, by the way. Anime was a mistake. Yeah, it goes well with everything. It's like a, yeah. <laughs> the monolith of anime saying that anime was a mistake. Yeah, yeah. Especially when uh, my favorite mangas uh, get uh, anime adaptations. I love to spam that then. Well, they usually are a mistake. I mean, <laughs> seriously, <Yeah>. look at them. <laughs> look at most of them. Uh, I mean, yeah. So I think we're just going to do the usual when we cover huge properties like this. We're just going to assume that everyone's listening has already seen it. And if you haven't, just go watch it and just come back here later. Yeah. So I guess we can just jump into the setting of things. Uh, I'm saying it's a bathhouse. You clearly had some other theories. Well, I just read some uh, crazy theories online uh, about it being a brothel, but... Uh... I, I could see where the person's saying this come from. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can again, see it's... it too. It's it's like clearly there in like uh, a lot of um, whatchamacallit, uh, the workers there and the hierarchy and uh, all of these things and the customers. But uh, I don't think it's really what I don't was, think it's intended. Uh, yeah. Well, I think it might be intended, or it might just be the era which it portrays. I don't know. But I think if it's supposed to be like a, a brothel, and this is supposed to be like a, a subtle um, a message about the sex trade, then there should be some kind of message about it too. But there's no message about it. It's like... A, there should be some underlying message that something is bad or something is good, but there's literally nothing about it. No, I, I think this movie kind of... Uh, it doesn't do the, the romance thing. It doesn't do the uh, dramatic love story and, and such. It just... Uh, just a honest movie trying to explain your... Uh, forgetting your memories and yeah it's it's like a story about self-betterment i think yeah in a lot of cases and uh i mean like uh just to start off there's so much so much in this movie that's not really appealing at all i mean there are pigs and there are uh, like uh scary monsters and like uh muddy <laughs> Muddy customers, jumping heads, ugly witches, and ginormous babies. And it's like, uh, all of this is crammed into this movie. And and just later you learn that it's like, well, all of these things are perfectly normal. And all of these are perfectly normal people. I, I don't know where he's even going with this, but it's like... Uh, they get cleaned and... Or washed up and uh, and they transform into this uh, other being or yeah they basically they all just get better or, in, in yeah. most cases then again there's there's this appealing side uh, to this movie that uh, 
it's uh, relying on your fantasy to 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 set you into the to the movie itself. I think if if I'm gonna put myself in in the target demographic. Because, yeah, because uh, like at the start, you see that uh, well, uh, uh, her parents are like uh, we call them non-believers or whatever. It's like, <laughs> yeah, this this can't be anything weird with this wide open field and this these uh, old restaurant style uh, buildings, and there's no one here, and there's all this food here, and we're just gonna start eating it like uh, like we own the place. I don't think you can do this uh, that in uh, this uh, kind of age, uh, <laughs> eating food that's uh, outside. Uh, well, I mean, I think, I you think could just assume that they want customers, and he's like saying, well, I have cash on the credit card, I should be fine. Yeah. So yeah, I get where he's coming from, but I mean, her parents, although I think they're nice parents, loving parents, they're very oblivious. There's this one scene when uh, they're finally leaving this place again, and uh, um, Shihiro basically says, uh, are you sure you're okay, mother, or something like this? And it's like, well, if she says this in such a sincere fashion, I think you have to stop and question. There has to be something wrong here, and you have to stop and question it at that point. You have to get out of her. What is wrong? It's like, uh, yeah. I don't want to throw shade here, but it's like, uh, it's like the, um, what's it called, Bob Geldof song of uh, that girl who shot up a school. It's like, uh, uh, her daddy doesn't understand it. She always used to be good as gold. It's like, well, I think you probably should have seen something, but yeah, uh, I don't know. That's that. I go pretty dark for a second there. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh... I mean, you see her every day, and you see uh, all that she does every day, and she seems to be a very brooding, very pessimistic child, and when she's suddenly so emotion, full of emotion, I think you probably should have stopped and considered what is actually going on here. Yeah. I think uh, that's kind of the case for oh, a lot of parents. They don't actually consider what children are telling them are that they are real or uh, they're just making it up or yeah because children can be super annoying i, yeah, I guess I you can attest to that <laughs> no 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 but i mean when they approve and they do their best it's so easy to cheer for them and that's basically this entire arc it's like a, a bitter pessimistic unsure and clumsy kid who after she vows to save her parents and does like one final cry, she emerges as this hardworking and diligent and very resourceful young lady who is like a, a totally different person that is very easy to root for. Yeah. I mean, and she's yeah. Go ahead. She's she's uh, you know she's she's moving away and and she's getting to know this uh, other person Haku. And she's learning to understand the value of friendship, real friendship, because she's he's helping her uh, survive in this uh, spirit world. Yeah. Uh, do you think she had many friends before she moved away? Uh, hard to uh, know. Uh, 
Well, that would pr probably make her very resentful that she was actually moving away. If she had yeah. to, she was moving away from all of her friends. She got some farewell flowers, but uh, that must have been from adults or something. Yeah, it's probably like customary, that. like if the school is like has a budget for that kind of thing. Yeah. I know when uh, I moved away uh, from a school, I got this uh, book with uh, pictures or uh, drawn <laughs> pictures. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, probably a customary thing. Yeah, and it's like so satisfying to see like uh, that literally everyone turns to her when no face goes out of control and when she just decides out of the blue, well, I'm going to scale uh, Yababa's uh, bathhouse from the outside. I mean, it's such a contrast from, like, the stumbling, unsure uh, girl that was, like, uh, stumbled into, like, the furnace room on, in, like, the first minutes. Yeah. Well, She's growing. Uh... Yeah. I say, like, the first minutes. I think, I think she was crying for the first 40 minutes of this film, so it's actually, <laughs> it's actually been quite a while. Yeah. I mean... Another, another thing to kind of point out you think this movie is too long or uh i don't think so because i don't think there's any unnecessary bits in it i mean i'm gonna touch on this later but there's very little dialogue in this film yeah and there's very little like exposition so i don't think it could have been much shorter than it actually is yeah because uh well yeah, I, I kind of thought it was kind of 15 minutes too long. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't really sure know why, but maybe I'm just... I, I think maybe I was just expecting too much uh, of the movie. Mm, you know, perhaps. it's Because uh, it has a very slow start. It does. Yeah. And... I think it was around 40 minutes before I really got into it. Um, yeah, I mean, that is the point where she literally stops crying. I mean... Yeah. But once she gets into the nitty-gritty of like, uh, yeah, now we're going to clean out this giant bathtub and now you're going <laughs> to wash this stink spirit and just throw no face into the mix and like a little element of chaos and uh, things are actually both interesting and funny at that point and pretty satisfying at the same time. I mean, yeah, I got this... Uh... A really nice Pokemon vibe when uh, Muck shows up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Muck is again... transforming. Wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to a dragon. What? Well, the one thing uh, in that scene, it was beautifully, beautifully animated. Uh, sludge. Uh, the footsteps in the in the bath and everything around. That's and then you have a... this. A sentence you hear very often. Beautifully no. animated sludge. No, no, no. Uh, quote <laughs> me on it, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, sure. I totally agree, but yeah. And uh, and then you have this environmental message. Of course. You throw so much garbage in, in the ocean or... And, uh, but this isn't sucks the real world, though. This is the spirit world. No, but, yeah, but... Uh, so how did it end up with bicycles and all of this? Yeah, that's the point. Well, uh, oh, oh, actually, that that is kind of obvious, I guess. It's like uh, the spirits uh, are coming here after dark, yeah. and they are in the real world. 
the all the other uh, like uh, during the day, I guess. So yeah, saving kids in the river. Well, not anymore. He is trapped here now. Yeah, now he's trapped. The Kuhaku River, which is I don't think is a real place. Okay. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. It's like <laughs> this is a fictional story, but but I just had to look it up if it was a real place. Sounds like a beautiful river, at least. Um, I don't think it is, though, because I think it's implied that uh, now it's in pipes or something. Yeah, it's uh, underground. Yeah. But it was a beautiful river. So uh, is it a lie when he tells her, or oh, you'll definitely see me again? Oh, are we touching on that so soon? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a natural segue, but sure. Yeah. Well... She, uh, he's telling her to not look back when she's going into the tunnel. And uh, there could be this thing that <clears throat> that she has to move on and uh, not look back again. Yeah, and you see for a moment she wants to look back. But then she doesn't. And that's, I think, is implying that something bad would happen if she did. But that is also one of the things that is un, like is up in the air about this world. We don't really know all of the rules. It's like implied that there are rules, yeah. but they're not really very well explained. It's like, well, you need a job or else you're going to turn into a, a an pig. animal. Yeah, and yeah. there are clearly rules that uh, Yababa knows all about. But uh, no one else knows, I think, because else she, because that is how she's, well, able to rule. Yeah. And she's also, I don't think she's even the most powerful person in this realm. I think a lot of the spirits probably have her beat, but it's like they're just customers, and to them, the uh, like the <laughs> the struggles of uh, the people working in the buff house is like irrelevant for them. Yeah. They're just customers, and, and and that's the one thing I I wanted to kind of find out. Uh, what did Yubaba do when she flew out at uh, at dawn or I think morning? she's just um, surveying her land and scouting and scheming and trying to yeah. figure out how to steal her sister's power. Yeah, I think that is what is implied. I think she's ordered Haku to do the same, and that is. Why Haku is almost killed by like the paper airplanes of uh, her twin sister, which you assume to be evil, but uh, of course, she's the most nice old lady I've ever seen. Well, she's, yeah, she did uh, try to kill Haku, though, so it's like, uh, well, he did try to steal uh, yeah, sure. her precious, uh, her precious <laughs> seal, or yeah. I think uh, it's like basically just uh, the fact that uh, these two sisters are soul opposites of each other. So, yin and yang. Yeah, it's not implied why uh, Seniba can't be the one in charge of the bathhouse and Yubaba could be living out in the swamp, but uh, there's probably some reason to that too. Yeah. Probably one is craving for power and. The other is perfectly fine with. Yeah, of course. Uh, so yeah, I mean, 
the power dynamic is also like the very interesting thing here though because although Yababa owns all of their names that is that is what Haku says that is how she can control everyone she doesn't seem to be like this very terrible boss she's like a no she's she not even, very uh... she's like a perfectly normal boss I guess she's a bit greedy but so is everyone else yeah, and she even treats them to uh, sake and uh, extra spring rolls or uh, buns when she's uh, when they have the the muck customer or the stink uh, spirit. Yeah, but she did make a lot of money though. So yeah, gold. It's Then like again, uh, <laughs> if I uh, uh, for the price of a little sake, I can make them work even harder. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll make more money. Yeah. Then again, don't you think it's a stable income? I uh, think it's a very stable income. Um, I think she only hates uh, Shihiro because uh, she asked for work and uh, she knows the rules. It's like, uh, yeah. And she's human. If you ask for work, you have to. She have to give it to you. Yeah, it's like some kind of rule that she has to honor. Yeah. It's like feudal times, like, uh, my lord, <laughs> please help her get off the streets. Give her something to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, but sure. I've always had, like, bad experiences with uh, young girls signing contracts, but hey, whatever. Yeah, it could work. In this movie, it certainly worked. Um contract was destroyed and uh, at the end it was uh, yeah a very nice ending um, though it can be interpreted in many different ways uh, I am like in two minds about the ending because it seemed like the, uh, she forgot everything yeah so is she now because she turned into a like a very confident young woman and if she's now back to where she started, then it's like for nothing, I guess. Well, the the Seniba girl, uh, the other sister, yeah. Or, uh, she say uh, memories are never forgotten. Yeah, they're just sure. difficult to recall. So, she probably took a lot of what she learned on with her, but uh, you see that she came. Or she left the same way she came, clutching her mother's arm and being unsure. So it's like, well, was all of that for nothing? And will Probably she ever, not. Uh... Will she ever return here, maybe? Yeah. Uh, you know, will it be there when she comes back? Uh... Yeah, I think so. I mean, she basically lives uh, like a, a, stone. a, yeah, a stone's throw away. It's like, this is basically just a bustle in her hedgerow. Yeah. And then again, if, if this is so close to people, how come the government doesn't know? <laughs> well, I think everyone who goes in there are turned into pigs and probably eaten. I don't yeah. know. But well, there like, are a lot of pigs there. So. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's also implied that a lot of time has passed. So has anyone reported them missing? I think maybe you could count one month or something. They've been away. Because the mm -hmm. 
the car is starting and you know the yeah. battery if it, yeah. it's what is strange though is like uh i get that there's leaves falling on the car and all of that so it's that much time hasn't elapsed but when you look at the gate it's so much more overgrown than it was and that would have taken years so yeah, and the road too yeah so it's like a couple of very strange things but yeah well you know the leaves on the car it's windy uh, so there could be so there could have been a couple of years passing but uh... <laughs> uh, yeah no I, I i think i think your theory of like a month is probably the most realistic yeah it's most realistic but uh but it could have been a year or yeah, and or then two. it just depends on like uh, if they have friends and if they had work they're missing and if someone have reported them missing. Well, because they did it, have a moving car coming. Yeah, but it's they they say well they have keys so they can do everything so they probably yeah, just yeah. locked the doors again and left. So that shouldn't be a problem. But yeah, we were, uh, I think we were on the topic of self-betterment. And I mean, Shihiro isn't the only one that's like becomes a much better person during this. I think it's very easy to see that Haku, when he remembers his name, well, and get gets rid of like uh, the thing, the black worm that's controlling him. Uh, he, <laughs> he becomes a better person. Uh, that is like very obvious and he doesn't really change much of his like original nature what is very interesting is like uh bow the like uh um, big baby yeah the baby the epitome of uh of everything um uh, yababa accuses shihiro of being lazy and spoiled and never worked a day in his life yeah <laughs> and i don't know it's kind of I have to say this. Uh, I hate to say this, but <laughs> man, that's a gross baby. Yeah, it's a very gross uh, baby. It's... it's a baby only a mother can love, which is the point yeah. I think. Uh, it almost reminded me of uh, a Titan from uh, Attack on Titan. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I think he's also one of the most important characters on display, not for being like, not for what he says, but for just uh, illustrational purposes, because from being spoilt. He is rejected by his mother when he turns into a rat. Yeah. And from that, he, like, from sticking around with uh, Shihiro, he actually realizes, like, well, I need to walk on my own two legs, which is actually shown. He's like, yeah, yeah I do have to do that when Shihiro offers to carry him. And, like, the same and... kind of arc uh, No Face goes through, too. It's like a... from uh, being offered, like, a a modicum of uh, kindness. So he goes to curiosity, to like a gluttony, to greed, and then spewing it all out and, and then becoming a, a normal person again. So yeah, I interrupted you. Yeah, I'm, I'm a lot lost my train of thought. Um, could you think uh, No Face could be a symbol of uh, Western capitalism? Uh... Well, I think uh, I think he's just. Uh, I don't think he just embodies whatever he eats, so, and whatever he sees. Yeah. So he sees them all go crazy for gold, that the river spirit leaves behind, and he says, "Well, I can do that." 
and I want Shihiro's attention, so I'll just give her a bunch of gold. But when that doesn't work, well... Yeah. <laughs> he basically goes on to eat the frog uh, guy, and he is super greedy, so... I think it just manifests. I think it just manifests the behavior of what he consumes, and he consumes a lot. And uh, for some reason he wasn't welcome there either. No, there's probably some uh, bad blood. He's just standing outside, uh, standing on top of the bridge as we meet him for the first time. Yeah. And do you know who... Is it him that uh, Haku is afraid of for holding her breath, or is it just no. the other... Haku cast a spell, I think, that made uh, her invisible until like she made some kind of a movement or something. Yeah. And because of like the frog coming out and interrupting them, she lost her breath, and then they had to dash the last bit of the way, because apparently uh, humans are not welcome. So it's weird that like every all of the women look like human, but I don't humans, but I don't think they are human. No, they're I think probably that's some what's implied. Probably some spirit of some kind. Um, yeah. There's a lot of animal spirits working in this uh, bathhouse. Yeah, and you even have the uh, the spirits in the in the trains, which are blacked out. Uh, I don't know if it symbolizes death or. Is that because it is in daylight, though? I mean, a lot of the ah. spirits uh, were like grayed out in daylight, and then they solidified during the night. Yeah. I don't know though. It's like uh a... it could be or or it could be people dying coming to this world taking the train to their new place. <laughs> sure. St. Peter is uh, guiding them, giving them train tickets. There was a one-way trip though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It used to be a round trip, now it's just a one-way trip. I don't know if there's anything to read into that. It's certainly weird, though, and why would, uh, what's it called, Kamanji have, like, uh, four train tickets lying around from, like, 50 years ago? Where was he actually going 50 years ago? Well, probably uh, there could be some neighboring towns. Uh... Yeah, like, probably on a beautiful adventure, and he was uh, yeah. forced to work for uh, Yababa. I mean, he's the perfect worker. He has six arms and... Uh, I think yeah. he has eight arms, right? Or six? Oh, yeah, eight, eight probably. Yeah. Or maybe they're counting the legs. That would mean six arms, two legs. So he's a spider. Yeah, I think that's implied. Basically, yeah. He is a spider. But then again, he only has two eyes, but do spider have more? I don't know. He's a yeah. very nice old man. I don't begrudge him anything. He can have whatever no. he wants. <laughs> Even train tickets. I mean, um, you think there's a black market for train tickets? Well, who would even go on this train anyway? It's like uh, they're all uh, for good or worse, they're all um, dependent on uh, Yababa, I think. So, Yeah. So, 
maybe one day the two sisters can reconcile uh, reconcile and they could become one and maybe this actually could be a, like a, a nicer place to work i don't know I, I don't know how could you make it nicer I, I don't know they get food they get drinks they get uh, they don't get paid i think um unless Snowface is there or they are. well she could definitely share the profit though she is hoarding like a sack of gold yeah which turns to mud and she could give back their names so they could work there willingly yeah so yeah haku basically says in the end well now that i have my name she has no power over me so now i'm gonna leave uh, but why did he even go there to begin with? He wanted to become, or he yes, became her apprentice, but why would he even need to do that? He wanted to learn magic. Um, but then again, uh, I, I don't, maybe he wanted to learn magic to, to He's learn a dragon how to... though, or he has like a dragon form, he can fly, I, I, I don't know. No. I don't think this old hag could teach him anything. No, and we don't see him use any magic. Uh, well, he does I think. quite a lot. Uh, but it's spells, not like... Uh, yeah. yeah. Not some flashy... Well, you I know, like Yubaba is using uh, some fire spells. And yeah, what I like such. though is not like... It's like not like Harry Potter where they say... Well, they say a lot of gibberish and then magic happens. Yeah. People just you use magic and it comes natural to them. For example, when Yubaba is like tidying up her office, everything just happens, and it's like it's it's, a, it's as if it's the most natural thing in the world, and that is good. Yeah. Because so um oh yeah. Yeah, no, I interrupted you. Sorry. Um, no, I mean uh, I was going back to like the little dialogue there actually is, and. I think that's good. It's not like uh, overtly explained why everyone is turned into animals. It just happens. It uh, preserves the mystique of this world. And we, I like, uh, I just watched uh, the last season of Sword Art Online, and that is just pff, conversation upon conversation of how everything works. It's like in the middle of the fight scenes, too. It's like five minutes of exposition every time someone does something you don't expect and it's like why does why 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 does this even exist but yeah sure yeah yeah i, I get what i mean you know you, when you create a, a completely new world or or something completely different than the world we're living in and you have to explain every rule every set of uh, skills every uh, you know you i don't know what you call it uh, you're building the new world and um, yeah then you're destroying everything that's interesting about it yeah because you have to explain everything i mean it's dystopian or something the initial scariness from this just comes from the unknown it's like uh but once you get to know it everything remains the same but all of a sudden it's not scary anymore it's just like how the camera is framed how the how they operate the music I mean, the radish guy in the elevator looked very menacing, but 
that's because we saw him from like uh towering over uh Shihiro being very imposing and following them around uh but in the last uh, in, in the later stages we just see him cheering for Shihiro and being like uh <laughs> like why would why would we ever think this guy who is a radish would ever be scary yeah even uh, tips his head to to her when she's walking out. Yeah. So you mentioned a lot of like, what is this uh, an allusion to? And uh, I think Miyazaki also said like in an interview that this was like a, something about like a commentary on the anime industry and like uh how uh, scary it could be for new people to get into this industry and <laughs> it, it was all like a, a different world to come into and uh, I don't know if we're just gonna say that uh, this bathhouse is Ghibli I don't think that's exactly what he intended to say and that he is Yababa or something but <laughs> I can certainly see that he has some merit with what he's saying and is like after the uh, the economy tanked. I mean, that was basically the death of OVAs and all of that. And yeah, I can certainly see how it would be very intimidating to come into a space like this. <laughs> Any thoughts? Well, you kind of just say it right out because we tried to say it uh, a little earlier that this place you don't make literally any cash. You <laughs> only have enough for your... Uh, food drinks uh you have little spare time you have uh well it's the perfect uh, explanation for <laughs> the anime industry at least uh to some point but then again who's uh shihiro and haku supposed to be in the industry is it the revolutionary uh, miyazaki or well if because... miyazaki is yababa then uh, haku would be the second in command <laughs> i don't know yeah but and then, then Shihiro, Shihiro would, be, would be a new his son perhaps no a new girl coming into the the scene is like uh, trying to establish herself I would guess but I, yeah. I don't think the, the like uh, <laughs> comparison goes that literally no 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 um, the pigs would be the the mainstream people. Yeah, she does give the medicine to Haku and No Face, knowing full well that she won't have anything left for her parents. Hmm. Yeah. That is certainly interesting. Do you think she considered that at the time? I think she was kind of rooting for Haku to save her. Um, he gave off the impression to her that... Oh, like a Disney princess, huh? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, well... <laughs> perhaps not Disney princess, but... Uh... He at least uh, gave her hope. He even saved her from fading away. Yeah, stock. I mean, if you're going to put your um, eggs in one basket, I think the Haku basket is probably your best bet. Yeah. I wouldn't be rooting for the no-face basket, but uh, there were some quite good animations there uh, in the chasing scenes. Um, I just love the, like, the, <laughs> the detail when he's washed away by the waves. He just looks so pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> compared to how he looked like literally one minute earlier when he was like uh 
a giant uh, towering husk of a mess. Yeah. Ready to a giant consume entity. the world. Like a... Yeah. <laughs> the Big Bang. Uh, you you think the the pill Hawker gave her was uh, the red pill from Matrix to get her to wake up from? Uh... You think there's any relevance? <laughs> it might. I mean, <laughs> the Wachowski or whatever they're called. What's what's what? What are, what are those uh, brothers called? Yeah, I don't ask me. Uh, they take a lot of cues from Japan, so maybe. Yeah. But yeah, sure. The the myth inspired from uh, Serial Experiments Lane. Uh, quite good anime. Yeah, I hear your sarcasm, but yeah, sure. Quite a good anime. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, yeah. Let's get to the anime at hand. Um... <laughs> well, I think uh, I think we're exhausted quite a lot of our talking points by this point. So, uh, And we probably missed like all of the most important parts. I mean, there's a train, there's a lot of things. But I think the setting overall is... Uh, the most important part is the bathhouse, and everything else is peripheral. Yeah. And there's also the music, which in this case is very good, I think. Yeah, it's Joe Hishaishi. Um, as usual for Ghibli, uh, he's done very, a lot of work for them. And it's um, it's so very simple, but it just heightens every uh, every scene it's in. Yeah, one of my favorite uh, Ghibli songs is like the ending theme of this, but it's this uh it's a different version of the song though, which like is basically the epitome of like gliding through the air, which is basically like the signature Ghibli <laughs> I mean, like flying or Miyazaki, I would guess. Yeah, I would uh, rather pick uh the one from uh, Mononoke Hime, Ashitaka's theme or perhaps the Totoro ending song. It's um, 10 out of 10 in my book. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, art and animation, we talked briefly about it, but uh, it's it's a Ghibli movie. I don't think there's a lot to say about it. It's like very solid for the most part. Uh, very colorful. Yeah. I mean, there's this flower garden scene that's kind of stood out to me. Well, what it looked like, like the walls were closing in, just yeah. basically a wall of flowers, and that was pretty interesting. But apart from that, it's very standard Ghibli. I mean, they move out yeah. of frame one way, they come into frame the same way, and it's consistent. And yeah. you get like the feel that everything is mapped out, which is very good. Yeah, and it's Miyazaki, and he knows what he's doing and uh, what his team is doing, and well. They're just uh, set, setting the, the standard for everyone else. Even though everyone else can't keep up <laughs> for the most, I don't know, Madhouse probably and affordable, but yeah. Yeah. So, should we wrap this up? Yeah, you get some background noise. So let's, <laughs> uh, let's put this uh, 9 out of 10 my book I'm basically I guess the same I think this is a an excellent film filmmaking wise 
Yeah, but I still think uh, Howl's Moving Castle and Mononoke Hime appeals more to me. Yeah, to me too. Um, so I, don't, I would put uh, Castle in the Sky over it. Over all, 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 all of them. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's my favorite Ghibli movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I guess the usual. Follow us on Twitter, Twitch SoundCloud. The Casual Anime Podcast. We come out with episodes every two weeks. <laughs> yeah. We'll you see you have next to remark time. on that for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Until next time. Goodbye.